Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is uh, CNN talking about recent polls, how things are going in the country. How well are things going in the country today? Only 21% say things are going well. I want to put that in some historical context for you, 21% is the low point. You have to go back to 2009 to find a time when the American electorate uh, was this dissatisfied with the way things were going in the country. And when we ask specifically about economic conditions, 82% of respondents in this poll say economic conditions in America are poor. Only 18% say that economic conditions are good right now. That's uh, David Challen on CNN. I yeah. hadn't heard. F- Go ahead. I was watching when that poll came out yesterday, and there were some extraordinary numbers in that, the new CNN poll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, devastating. I'm sure like all the rest of them, I with, haven't seen those numbers. With Joe Biden having the lowest uh, numbers that have happened in modern history, um, he's in trouble. Yeah. And uh, clip 41, Michael. Do you believe Joe Biden has the right priorities? Okay, so right now, only 31% say yes. President Biden has the right priority. 68% say no. So now let's take a look at how that 31% who say yes, he has the right priorities stacks up against his modern era predecessors. Not very well. 31% for Biden is clearly the low watermark of all Trump, Obama, Bush, and Clinton on this score. And Trump was in the, like, at 44, if I remember correctly. So Trump was double digits ahead of Joe Biden in terms yeah. of do you have the right priorities for the country? It's, it's extraordinary. It's historic. 
how negative people are about really everything, but uh, in particular for this conversation, Joe Biden. It's just, if he weren't 90 years old, if he were a 42-year-old sharp hotshot, I think the party would be abandoning him with these numbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they are, or they will be very, very soon. It's it's happening behind the scenes. The whispers are growing increasingly loud. But, yeah, that's that's pretty clear. Uh, so just wanted to uh, hit you with a little domestic. Oh, you know, it's probably worth mentioning, and a lot of you remember, but in 2009, the housing collapse had just happened. Foreclosures were exploding in a way that they never had in history, certainly not since the Great Depression. The stock market had tanked. Everything was going wrong. And uh, for the numbers to be lower now, just it, it, it speaks to what does it speak to? The national malaise, a terrible attitude, negativity, fear of the future. I don't I like. I mean, I because like the, the objective reality is not as bad. I like you chalking it up to just a bad attitude. <laughs> well, there's there is overwhelming negativity in the American heart right now. I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I was watching some roundtable the other day about it with with uh, like normal people, and uh, that is a good question. People are more neg are more negative than even the numbers would lead you to believe they should be. So what is mm-hmm. happening? We're just all sick of it, and we are sick yeah. of it in different ways because there's you know quite a difference in attitudes between R's and D's. But we're just all sick of it. The modern world. I think we're all sick of the modern world. We just don't like the way the world is now. Not right. a joke. Blah, blah. Blah, 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 the Internet, blah, 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 social media. But also, and to harken back to our last couple of segments, I think there is a perception that that which is good and decent about our society is being torn apart by radicals. Uh, Your kid being taught by some, you know, uh, gender theory activist in second grade is not going to show up in economic numbers, but it's going to piss you off. Yeah. How long is it going to take for this all to shake out one way or the other? Decades? I mean, is no, this is nobody this... knows? God only knows, and he ain't saying. Well, if you're gonna guess, or I'm the... sorry, he or she or non-binary. This God. weird little thing we're going through, and I mean that's not a very good definition of it. This weird little thing we're going through politically right now. Is this gonna shake out in in you know, 2026, or are this the sort of thing that it's gonna take 50 years to shake out? Ding. Probably the latter, <laughs> more than the former. Yeah, it, God, is I this hope gonna, I so, live so, long enough to see it. So what I'm telling me, I'm telling me, <laughs> this is going to be the rest of my freaking life? This can't be the rest of my freaking life? I've seen a lot of wacky trends come and go. It, they haven't been as effective and vicious as the critical I, theory crowd, the woke uh, crowd. I, I had a perm for a while. For instance... Right. That was a wacky trend. hair is back, according to the Wall Street Journal. That's a trend. Um, but uh, every time I say that, you recoil. It's a, it's a statement women are making. Oh, okay. So you just said armpit hair is back. I didn't know. Yes. So specifically for women? I didn't yes. know if men were more, l- l- less, less grooming among men also? No. No, it's a women thing. Okay. I don't groom at all. Um, I have not seen this. I live in a college town. Hmm. Um, I would think you would have. I have not. You could stop young women on the street and say, lift up your arms. Put your hands in the air like you just don't care. I'll say that to everybody I pass. <laughs> Good idea. And they won't know why I'm asking. But uh, in turn, uh, back to the question of how long it'll take to shake this out, it's impossible to say. Um, uh, if sanity were to prevail, or if the will of the masses of the American people were to prevail, uh, it would be over pretty quickly. 
But again, it's as you've pointed out, that, that absolutely terrifically interesting analysis of how many people it takes to get a revolution going. It's a relatively small, merciless number because you will have a certain percentage of the people that's uh, afraid. Well, I'm sorry, you got the people who are kind of with them. And so certainly aren't going to oppose them. Then you've got the masses who are afraid of them Mm -hmm. and just want to live a peaceful life. Then you've got a fairly small, unfortunately, number of people who are willing to stand up and fight, even if they get their nose bloodied. So, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that sanity may prevail at some point in the future. That makes one of us. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We have a majority of our F-22s and 35s in Alaska. Do we have a, a defense system up there that will protect them? With regards to, to cruise missiles, uh, hypersonic cruise missiles that are actually uh, currently uh, coastal defense cruise missiles uh, in Russia, I have significant concerns about my ability to defend those assets. We're, we're probably, I think, five years behind uh, in terms of where the, the Chinese are. They don't mind failing in tests. We have this idea that we've got to get it exactly right and every test has to be a success. They have a, a series of failures, each of, one of which they learned something. That's really interesting right there. So that was some uh, part of a hearing uh, right there in which uh, a congressperson was asking, hey, you know, our best planes where they're uh, sitting there in Alaska, can we protect those? No, we can't. And then the fact that we're five years behind on the hypersonic missile technology because we're scared to test and fail, as opposed to the way Russia and China would look at it, for instance. So specific questions and kind of uh, cultural questions for Mike Lyons, military analyst. Mike served with various military organizations for the United States uh, in Iraq, Europe, uh, throughout his career. He's a respected analyst for a number of networks and websites. Mike Lyons, how are you, sir? Hey, guys. Good to be back. So uh, what's your reaction to those clips? Are you up on this topic? Yeah. So, so hypersonics as a whole, you, you, one can argue that they're really overhyped. Uh, you know, they're clearly the, the threat of the future. You know, missiles flying at Mach 5, they're, they're indefensible. That's kind of the issue. And there's nothing that we have that can shoot them down. And, you know, they've allowed Russia and China to declare some kind of superiority over the U.S. And, and I think there's, you know, culturally in the Pentagon, they go, well, kind of, so what? I mean, there's a billion-dollar Lockheed contract to develop hypersonic weapons. But, but at the end of the day, it, it doesn't, you know, it just still doesn't stop the nuclear deterrence that we have against both of those countries. Um, China develops hypersonic missiles for one reason and one reason only, and that's to sink a U.S. carrier, right? So, Hypersonic missiles, it's a math equation, right? You take Chinese satellites, you combine them with Chinese over-the-horizon radar, and you layer a hypersonic missile into there, and, and that's it's going to be a bad day for the U.S. Navy because there's nothing that the Navy can do to shoot that missile down and defend that carrier, which is the whole purpose of the U.S. Navy is to defend our carriers. So that's why they did it. That's why they want those hypersonic missiles. They're more tactical. They don't have any real strategic um, value, and it's a reach for them to go from that, that Russia-Alaska thing is, okay, that's a little bit, you know, that's, you know you're attacking our homeland at this point. I think every, the equation changes if Russia decides to attack us with hypersonic missiles into, into Alaska and into those F-35s. That's, ob- you know, now that you say, state it out loud, that's obviously a decent point. I mean, if we're backing down from Putin from mm-hmm. long-range missiles 
that might reach Russia because we were afraid he would use his nukes. Well, then, hell yeah, uh, obliterating our Air Force would be, yeah, game on. So, yeah, that makes right. sense. Yeah, it's, so so it, it changes things. Now, the missile technology, in, in some ways, it's uh, 50 years old. It's not, uh, in, you know, and what, what they're trying to do is make them faster, make them better to communicate. The problem we have in the testing is that they go so fast that we lose communication with them, and then you don't want a missile just, you know, kind of flying out there knowing not where it's going, um, which is why you have to layer in that, Again, the satellite technology, the radar, and, and hit certain points in order to make to make them accurate. But but uh, we had anti-ballistic missile treaties back in the 70s and 80s, and they were somewhat uh, good. Um, but now that we've just, they're all gone now. They've all been they've all been uh, you know taken away. Salt one, salt two, all those things. We destroyed our Pershings. Those were considered to be the kind of missile technology. But um, I, I'd like to, for us, the countries, to kind of sit down and talk about it all because they are they do threaten. They threaten more Europe and Asia than they do the United States. What about the more general comment that was made about our capacity for innovation? What did you think of that? Yeah, I think that that's part of the industrial military complex. You know, that that we do things in silos. And historically, culturally, what we end up doing is we get bloodied initially if something happens, which is why, so think back to the Chinese, the Chinese want to bloody us, you know, and think that they were not going to respond to it. But that whole expression about, what happened during Pearl Harbor, the Japanese have awoken a sleeping giant. That, that's really what the U.S. really is all about, because what ends up happening is, let's say something does happen, we, we suffer some great defeat like that in, on the technology or so. Everyone stops what they're doing, they clear their desks, and next thing you know, we've got some technology out in 90 days that's going to be better than everybody else's. So I, I think that um, in, in a lot of ways, the, the pace of that, the, 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 you know, the way the equipment gets developed and the te- technology gets developed in the U.S., sure, they don't want to fail, that's all part of it, but they all just want to get the next contract. And when you're talking about billions of dollars of contracts, then you know Lockheed doesn't want to get fired, so that they bring in somebody else to do that same work. Military analyst Mike Lyons on the line. Mike, total change of topic. Um, say uh, Iran. J Lo and Ben Affleck getting oh, married. That's our boy. Not unless you have a shotgun, you're prepared to use it. Um, uh, Mike, what if Iran announces we have a functioning nuclear weapon? Uh, we've got it on top of a missile. We are now a nuclear power. What happens yeah. next? Yeah, that's an Israeli issue. Frankly, that's proxy war number two that will take place in the world um, because the Israelis are not going to put up with that. I mean, you go back to 81 when they took out the um, Iraqi capability at Osirik. They took out the Syrian capability. Uh, if the Iranians are dumb enough to, to come online with that and, and think they're going to parade around with that and think they're going to get cover from Russia or China or something, um, it's not going to work. So um, we would, you know, I, 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 we saw the president say something that we can't, you know, I, I don't know what, what he kind of really actually said. We're not going to go to war with Iran over it, but the Israelis will. And um, it, they'll mobilize everything. They'll do all they can. They'll, they, they, you'll see first probably the cyber war first. You, you won't necessarily see things kinetic, let's say. Because if they strike, it's, it's got to be something that they know that they're going to get and they're going to, they're going to, you know, take out that government. Let's say it's going to be a real, real regional conflict. But um, it's an Israeli problem. So I heard it suggested that that would immediately cause an arms race in the Middle East and the Saudis would demand nukes and the UAE, et cetera, et cetera. But you seem to think it wouldn't get that far. Oh, no, no. I think it already has. I think I think in some ways, well, I think the Israelis would try to take care of the problem first. And but but if it if it's not done right away, oh, yeah, there's no question. I do think that, that that's going to happen. I think the Saudis are going to want nukes. And, and you, know, you can argue that if everyone has nukes, no one will attack you. They've got the deterrence that would take place there. 
but um, but but the Iranians have said that they would use that that capability on the offense, and I think that's why they're you know they've already kind of said it the quiet part out loud, so that they're that people would not you know the, the Israeli government wouldn't put up with that. But I do think that it's going to eventually cause that, which is why you know again we we we, we you know we listen to Joe Biden talk on the on the, champ, on the, on the campaign circuit about Saudi Arabia and the whole thing. We have to be aligned with Saudi Arabia for so many different reasons, and and they are the center of gravity within that part of the world. If we if we expect to have influence in that part of the world. And um, and so, uh, you know, there's no reason for them to have nuclear power. They have more oil than they know what to do with, and they're pumping it to the rest of the world. So if we're going to stop the proliferation of nuclear weapons here, um, the Iranians have already made their bed. They said they weren't going to do it, and they ended up doing it. And I think you're going to see the Israelis take care of it. So we can't have you on the line today and not bring up Russia and Ukraine. What's the latest there? You know, this is turning more into going to be a four-year war. I'm reading these reports that are coming out of uh, of uh, Russia, and you know, they're just talking about you know the entire Russian focus on taking these small little towns in in Donetsk and Luhansk and these smaller areas there, and, and it just I'm just again mind-boggling to me that they've just still not put together a, a big, broad-sweeping campaign to at least take that whole southern region, you know, to take Odessa to take and, and to mobilize troops there. They're obviously having problems getting troops to the front, <clears throat> so they're going further, deeper into Russia, right, into those federations that are way, way to the east, you know, where they, they, you, you wouldn't, they, they don't look Russian, they don't talk Russian, they don't, they're not necessarily Russian. They're looking for those volunteers to come, to come west. Um, so they're running out of men, and um, you know the war of attrition is on. You saw Zelensky fire a couple of people as, as head of uh, his spying and the like. Um, they just still don't have enough offense to people and material to go on the offense and to get that land back. If Russia was kind of smart, they would stop right now and declare victory and and start building a wall, and they would start holding that ground, and they could keep it for the next twenty or thirty years until the next generation goes. But um, but the way that you look at the war planning goes, they're they're like one one city at a time going five miles at a time and it just again mind-boggling for a country like russia that has tremendous capability to be doing that and on the ukrainian side there was some pretty interesting analysis i think it was in the new york times it was talking about how the more advanced accurate artillery systems are now reaching the front lines and the ukrainians are making some hay with it but the problem is it's a mismatch it's a mishmash rather of mismatched systems from various countries and so ukraine is trying to train up a few people on this system a few people right. on that system that's no w- way to run a war Right. Artillery is not fire and forget. Artillery has fire direction centers. There's three components to it. There's the guns itself. There's somebody forward observing, looking at the target. And then there's somebody computing the data for the guns. And to kind of bring those all together, now the, the Ukraine military was using drone technology, using a lot of satellite technology, using um, pinpoints on maps, let's say. Not at all was real time. Um, but the, the, again, the fire direction component to it and getting to the guns, it, it's, it's not at that simple. It, it is going to be effective when it gets time on target and then it survives because every artillery round has a return address. And so the Russians will look to fire artillery back on wherever that artillery came from. So they have to move, shoot, communicate, we call it, and, and have to get out of that, uh, have to get out of there to make sure that they survive. Mike Lyons, military analyst. Mike, you so ought to have a show on uh, CNN, like a Sunday show. <laughs> you got a good yeah, agent? Appreciate. We'll make yeah, some calls. No, I, I don't have one. Uh, I, I, I do some in the oh. afternoon. I like, uh, go up against uh, some of those uh, those shows. I go up that Fox. I, I go up against the five, for example. We should. We'll do a yeah. show. Oh. Three, yeah. three, three versus two. Three v two. Right. <laughs> that five format is great. Five people talking is a great format. So we'll I can be there Monday. That. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Mike Lyons, always great. Thanks, Mike. Great guy. Thanks for having me. Yep. 
Speaking of international affairs, going to be 100. Seriously, I would watch his show every week. Oh, yeah. I would never miss it. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Point of privilege, quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Be honest, I, I don't know most of these guys. This is Armstrong and Getty. Pretty damn cool. Very fine people on both sides. Because on the counter, you want to know why? It is what it is. We've made it possible with ridiculous bull. But hey, hey man, right? I'm sure there's lots of ways that we can communicate. So then I was like, yay! Take a deep breath. Oh! All right, go. go. I'm sorry. Hey. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty show. Oh, oh, here, this this merits about this much time. So a story came out yesterday, I didn't get to it, I'd intended to, that the California Department of Transportation granted special powers, well, granted the normal reasonable powers by a judge not too long ago, to clear out homeless camps threaten their ability to service the highways, critical infrastructure. The judge said, yes, of course you've got to be able to access a bridge to service it. So, yes, yes, you can clear out the bum camps. Well, there's a massive fire in a camp housing the unhoused community in Oakland 
Um, it was just a massive fire on July 11th, destroyed numer- numerous shelters, vehicles, infrastructure, shut down the MacArthur Maze Freeway interchange, etc. And so Caltrans announced they would close the entire Wood Street camp and, uh, because it was way too dangerous. Well, another brave judge has weighed in and granted the Wood Street residents a temporary restraining order prohibiting the planned closure of the camp this week. State, city, uh, county, and city are barred from proceeding with planned removal of persons, personal possessions, and structures from the Wood Street encampment, closing blah, 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 under the order from U.S. District Court Judge William H. Oreck in San Francisco. Uh, he might change his mind at some point, but you just you can't get anything done with clearing out homeless encampments slash drug camps. It's just frustrating. That's going to have to be fixed at some point. Can't continue like this. Yeah, yeah. What's really interesting, and, and we get the emails every day. I don't, I don't read them to you every day because it would be the same thing every single day. But the number of people who are traveling on summer vacation or who have moved from blue cities and blue states to other locales, uh, often, gosh, Tennessee, North Carolina leap to mind, a uh, handful of other places, but they say it over and over again. Hey, there's no bum camps here. And, you know, housing ain't cheap in, like, Nashville. It's a booming city. But there are no giant bum camps. Right. Well, there haven't anyway. been in most of the country for most of its history. It's kind of a new I- idea. Welcome to Armstrong and Getty's Tech Talk, where we discuss the world of technology. <laughs> Which really is kind of self-evident in the name. Right. Tech Talk. First, let's go to special guest correspondent Jack Armstrong. Jack? Yeah, this got a lot of attention yesterday. Netflix announced that they'd lost nearly a million subscribers, which was actually seen as good news because they were anticipating two million. But they still did lose a million subscribers. And it's the obvious reasons. Everybody signed up for Netflix during the pandemic, and now everybody's going back to regular life. So a lot of people are dropping it. But anyway, to try to get back their revenue lines, they're go, they're, they're going to go to an ad-based subscription plan. You can sign up for a, a special plan where you'll get ads, but it's cheaper. And they're really mm-hmm. going to start to clamp down on the free password sharing. So if you're using somebody else's password, they're coming for you. Yeah, I got an email or a message the other day saying, hey, somebody just tried to sign on to your Netflix from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I live here. <laughs> of course I did. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, they're cracking down. So back to Tech Talk. Handful of stories. Uh, and I'm saving the hmm, perhaps the most significant one for last. But Amazon is suing the administrators of a gigantic Facebook group. Um, oh, I'm sorry, it's more than 10,000 Facebook groups, uh, probably hundreds of thousands of people. These Facebook groups exist to solicit fake reviews for items on Amazon um, in uh, exchange for free goods or money. I should have started it, ignoring the reviews. I look at the reviews regularly to make a decision, ignoring the fact that I know from doing these stories that a lot of them are phony. Yeah, I just I look for individual reviews that seem reasonable to me. But the the aggregated number of stars and stuff like that is is tough. Um but it's it's many tens of thousands of fake reviews. Um now granted there are millions of products on on Amazon, but uh, the activity occurs across Amazon stores in the US, UK, Germany, France, Italy, Spain and Japan. 
Such bogus reviews are typically used to boost product ratings and uh, increase the likelihood customers will buy them. No way. This article says, as if we couldn't figure that out for ourselves. Well, that's some fine journalism. Is that the Wall Street Journal? Thank you for that. Wow. Okay. Well, and they didn't want to leave it left unsaid. This is a heck of a story, and it's it's kind of the other side of that coin. It's basically extortion, says the headline in the San Francisco Charonicle. San Francisco restaurants are being slammed with fake negative reviews online. And they tell the story of uh, Greg, who's the owner of Third Cousin uh, Restaurant. He got an email from Google that his fine dining restaurant had some new reviews. Clicked the link and saw a flood of uniformly bad one-star ratings left with no further comments. There was a rat on my plate, and the waiter kicked me in the junk. Well, no, but there are no comments at all. They're just a huge number of one-star reviews. Um, so he, he fired up his, his uh, app to try to dispute the reviews. But they said, no, go away. Forget it. They're legit reviews. Uh, he was starting to get suspicious when an email arrived to his business account um, that said, unfortunately, negative feedback about your establishment has been left by us. More will appear in the future. One review a day. Unless Lutz paid 75 bucks in the form of a Google Play gift card to be deposited in a PayPal account. Wow. But a full we- $75 extortion <laughs> plan? Wow. Yeah. We sincerely apologize for our actions and would not want to harm your business, but we have no other choice. The fact is that we live in India and see no other way to survive. A remarkably frank extortion racket. Wow. Pretty pretty uh, high penalty for extortion for a payoff of $75, but... Well, if you're doing it online from India, what the hell, the penalty is never going to happen. Right. So this is a new kind of low-dollar, kind of low-impact... I mean, in terms of the payment, I mean, this guy, how much business could you lose if you have a restaurant in San Francisco that's been a four and a half star joint for a long time? And all of a sudden, it's a two and a half star joint. Paying $75 seems like a hell of a bargain. Oh, heck yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so for me as the consumer, though, on these stories, so reviews are just practically worthless. I've, I've kind of been getting closer to that anyway. Feeling like, yeah, I mean, I take them with a giant tub of salt when I start looking at reviews of whether it's a hotel or a restaurant or whatever. Yeah, again, maybe you have to just look at individual reviews that have well-written comments and think, okay, that person seems reasonable. I believe them. But there there are always the greatest time of my life. We had our wedding anniversary there. I couldn't recommend it more. Followed by, uh, that is the worst restaurant I've ever eaten at. And, you know, there was a rat on my plate and the waiter punched me. Um, (laughs) And you think, what? Did they go to the same restaurant? Rat scurries by, I don't like it. There's a rat on my plate? That's a deal breaker. So, uh, evidently, at least... Scurries by, you don't like it, but you'd put up with it. Sure. I don't see any feces on my plate, and this is pretty good. I'm plunging on with my, if I actually like lift up the silver, uh, the, the, what do you call that? You you saw it in movies a lot, fancy dinners, the the silver cover. And then then there's the roast pheasant underneath. Oh, it looks, you lift up that cover. There's a rat there. (laughs) I'm leaving. That's two stars at best. I don't mean to be hasty, but I'm I'm going. Uh, so at least a dozen restaurants got hit in San Francisco. Turns out the same scam appears to have hit restaurants in Chicago and other many major dining cities in the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, the internet. Please unplug it. <laughs> the internet. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Sure, suffered depression. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I learned a new word today. Untransit. I think we're entering the era of untransit. Okay, I have no idea what that means. Came across an article from the uh, Seattle Times, and they're talking about, well, I'll read you the opening. The evidence that remote work is here to stay just got serious, as serious as empty skyscrapers in Bellevue. They're talking about Bellevue, Washington, um, and, and we'll get to that. But first, Microsoft announced it's ending its lease on a 550,000-square-foot building in Bellevue along Interstate 90. Then Amazon said it is pausing construction on five Bellevue office towers and mothballing a six. And and the pausing construction sure seems like the prelude to uh, we'll sell what we've got done for pennies on the dollar if anybody wants these skyscrapers. So they were building half a dozen office towers in the Seattle area, and they've essentially abandoned the effort. Wow, that's something. Because of remote work. Now, Amazon told uh, one of the local business journals still intends to hire 15,000 more workers. Yeah. And obviously, they feel like the remote work is here to stay. I mean, you wouldn't. Oh, yeah. 
make oh, yeah. that big a business decision if you didn't think that was the future. I'm kind of surprised by that. So, and we'll get to what untransit means, but, uh, and a lot of you are going to like it too. Amazon told the uh, Puget Sound Business, Business Journal it still intends to hire 15,000 more workers affiliated with the Bellevue, Washington, you know, operations. Um, there are already 10,000 people working there, but it isn't sure yet how often those workers will be physically at the office towers. So it just doesn't know how to configure the towers for the coming hybrid working world. And if Amazon doesn't have a grip on that, then probably nobody does. No kidding. Unless you're Twitter and you've announced you work remotely forever for all we care. Uh, let's see. Uh, so they kind of doubled down on that. We just don't know how to approach the future. Um, and then this columnist, I think, makes a great leap. What's uh, I chose the wrong. I'd like to give credit to really good writing when I find it and, and, and good perception. Um, it is uh, da, 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 Danny Westneat is the name of the author of this uh, columnist in the Seattle Times. Um, so then he he leaps to what I thought was really interesting. Uh, seems pretty smart to me to not be building giant towers with no idea how they're going to be used. So shouldn't cities be doing the same forward thinking? Why are we continuing with the same transit planning? such as for Sound Transit's future light rail segments, without factoring the third or more of the workforce may not be commuting to a downtown core or commuting at all. Cities maybe should also start preparing for a future in which the work areas of the city increasingly blur and overlap with the residential areas. Ah. Oh, uh, let's see. Then yeah, some professor that's like, weighs that's, in. Uh, obviously, the da- the downtown area where the businesses used to be aren't just going to be uninhabited. Some of the prime real estate. So I guess there'll be places mm-hmm. where people live. Right. Right. Probably. So Stephanie Stern, who's a professor at the Chicago Kent College of Law in a recent paper, uh, termed the provocative, I'm sorry, coined the provocative term untransit to describe what she suspects is about to happen, a breakup of century-old work-life urban design patterns. She dubbed Zoom the modern equivalent of the streetcar, a technological advance that will profoundly alter land use. Uh, some of the changes likely to be godsends. Taking even 10% of daily commuters off the congested roads has long been a dream of traffic planners, but they've been doing it through spending billions of dollars on light rail systems never that worked. in many cities go unused. Yeah, never worked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of it will be challenging. Stern predicts that telecommuting will promote sprawl into the hinterlands, along with larger houses to co- accommodate home offices. Inequality may rise, Jack. Whatever. You know what? Uh, you know what I failed to do lots of times is uh, I think this is one of the big problem in analysis of everything, which ironically I'm doing right now. But anyway, um, uh, uh, is you tend to think of stuff being. All of one thing, of all of another, as opposed to just kind of. If if only 20% fewer people work in offices, that would be a major change to traffic, to how many coffee shops there will be downtown and restaurants, to all kinds of things. It would, be a, it would be a revolution in the way cities are structured if only 20% of people that used to go into work start commuting, let alone if it's 50% yeah. or more. Right. And this is uh, ironic, Cal Unicornians, because the uh, ca- the uh, various uh, metro um, uh, transportation, the transit people are trying to get California law changed. In fact, I think they did that they like own and rule 
the areas around uh, transit stops. And so they can develop it any way they want because the future must be mass transit. That is clearly we must spend billions and tens of billions, trillions of dollars to center life around mass transit. Well, wait a minute. The sea change, if it continues, may cause cities over time to untransit, to unwind their transit-oriented spoken hub development patterns, according to this uh, professor. Cities will stop concentrating on building dense housing near transit lines, she wrote, and shift to infrastructure to support remote work, such as municipal broadband or small remote work centers away from the core old business core. Cities may adopt more mixed-use zoning everywhere to bring a taste of the old commercial downtown out to residential neighborhoods, where so many people are now, quote-unquote, going to work. Um, Really intriguing stuff. Yeah, God, I'd say. And again, I feel stupid for even having to point this out. Maybe you're smarter than me. But it doesn't have to be practically everybody does one thing or another. Major, I mean, how much different is traffic in every city in America if 20% fewer people drive into the city every day? Right. It's completely different. Well, and remember, a lot of the motivation of mass transit is not... You know, people can't afford cars and they've got to get there somewhere or whatever. People like Um, watching hobos masturbate in front of them. That's what most people ride the bus for. Well, goodness knows that's true, but um, that is part of it, not the hobos thing. The people, you know, who can't afford cars need to be able to get to work. And as a society, we provide them with a way to do that. But buses, and this is, this this is so true. It's under discussed. Buses are so much better an option than, than rail of any sort. But there will be so little motivation to to plow trillions of dollars into these mass transit systems other than the most efficient and flexible, which is buses. That that sort of thing is just going to go away. Good. Should have a long time ago. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, Cal Unicornia deciding the future is clustering tightly around mass transit that we must suspend everyone's rights, property rights, freedom of speech to serve this God. Well, no, the opposite, dumbasses. I'm sorry. You know what? That was disrespectful to our civil leaders, our civic fathers and mothers. I apologize for the use of the term dumbasses. Who's Ryan Reynolds? Big TV movie star, right? Yeah, got a new movie, some out. sort of Hollywood guy. Yeah. Anyway, he is uh, explaining that um, several Disney classics should have R ratings. New movie that he is in got an R rating, and he said there are a bunch of Disney movies that should get R ratings, and they don't have R ratings. No, there aren't. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Old Yeller, The Lion King, and Bambi. He thought all should have R ratings. No, they shouldn't. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves because of breaking and entering, borderline polandry, polyandry? What is polyandry? Oh. First of all, Ryan, I underestimated you, sir. You're <laughs> killing me with this. He's a funny uh, guy. Would be, I remember uh, when he hosted Saturday Night Live. He's very funny. That's uh, having multiple lovers, <laughs> like seven, for instance. Polyandry. <laughs> and pretty sure those diamonds aren't cruelty-free, he said it. Oh, uh, for old Yeller, that made his list because the flick caused him to totally ugly cry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, he, he also he referenced a straight-up murder of old Yeller. Yeah. Also, bear abuse. I, I do remember that. 
Uh, the line well, that reminds me, we have a fine bear-related featurette in Hour 4. If you don't get Hour 4, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand, later today. The Lion King should be rated R because it's full of fratricide, mauling, very possible half-sibling loving, or at least kissing cousins. So that mm-hmm. should be looked into. Uh, Bambi, cold-blooded killing of an innocent dear mom that will cause lifelong trauma. One of the interesting things about Disney, and uh, uh, we commented on this much as, as the kids were watching the movies, the the the, the plot, the, almost every movie, the parents die tragically at the beginning. Mm. Like awful fires, murders, all the time. Tramplings in the case of The Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's human parents or animal parents. And, and, and kids survive. We all survived. Everybody's fine. So They I don't think Brian Reynolds is right. Polyandry. <laughs> Borderline polyandry. There was something going on there. Oh my yeah, god. They, hi ho, hi ho. It's off to work we go. They whistled and danced and sang. The other only a couple times I've whistled and danced my way to work and it's because of a uh, little morning loving. One chick, seven dudes, little people, weird fetish. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.